Welcome back to another episode of We Are These Guys Now. My name is Kenneth. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Mr. Clark. And my name is Ben. You can follow me on all the socials at Ben Mueller 915. We're also going to be talking this fast the entire time. So we want to slow down the speed of the podcast to 0.75 speed because we're not going to slow down at all. It'll be easier for you to it'll be easier for you to hear us if you just play it in reverse. <laughs> I know some people like to like to speed up their podcast because they talk too slowly, but this you're gonna have to do the opposite. <laughs> this is gonna be three hours worth of content in the next two minutes. <laughs> it's like that episode of Family Guy where Peter goes, I can say every the name of every state in under a second. He goes, ah! <laughs> just, Peter, you just screamed. <laughs> oh man family guy has some of the best references uh, just at the end of the day it's just some of the best uh which we'll call it the one with the uh pig it's like yeah i just won best pig in show and i'm like does he have fists Oink. Oink. <laughs> Punches <him in> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, priceless. You can also follow us on Instagram at WeAreTheseGuysNow. You can check out our website, www.WeAreTheseGuysNow.com, where we have merch. In all honesty, we'll probably be releasing some new stuff. We've had some really good quotable moments in some of our recent shows, and we can definitely get some newer stuff out there, especially if you're interested, even if you're not interested in buying anything. Just a click always helps. Just check it out. See what's out there. You never know. Maybe you'll learn something new. We got bios. Give it a click. Give it a click. <laughs> come on. You know, just, just, just give it a click. You know just, you want to. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome. So we are these guys now live. <laughs> oh, man. But this episode, because the last one... Uh, you know, there there was still more to talk about with that last one. Mm-hmm. This is a continuation, a part dose, number two, a trois, if you will. A of sequel of sorts. The sequel. <laughs> this summer, summer, summer. We are these guys now, slowly running out of ideas, decide <laughs> to double up on their last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Coming this fall to random dudes. Sharing their opinions to strangers on the internet. Are they First, really still doing this a year later? Dude, we're dude, we're coming up. Right? We're gonna have our anniversary episode. We already got our guests lined up. It's gonna be dope. Hell yeah. But for real though, this is a follow-up on our last episode. We were talking about minimum wage. We didn't really offer any solutions because in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of hard to consider solutions to suchly a such a deeply ingrained issue um but we also did not hit all of the for probably the first time since we started doing our podcast for the first time i feel like we didn't hit all of the parts of this discussion yeah, i think part of that was because i had to go to kickball shout out the cool cats bringing home their first dub last night for those of you who know me we kickball now um haven't won a game yet. Kenny ends up showing up on Tuesday night. Um, 
guest starring, and we got our first up. We were zero twelve. <laughs> ah yes, we we killed it. We we did such a great job. Shout out to the cool cats. Shout out to the cool cats. All of you are really cool cats. We got to do pool party part two. That we do. That we do. Yes, but uh, one of the one of the big things I want to talk about. So to for if this is your first episode, if you did not listen to the last episode, I'm gonna be kind in this episode and just like give you a nice little summary. We don't do that normally because we also don't do part twos. <laughs> we just kind of talk until it's been aired out and then we're done. We're done. Like, okay, I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten better at it, like timing it up so that they're all consistently like around the same amount of like length and stuff. Yeah. I'm su- I'm surprised we're not doing two hour episodes. And we just did that one. That was aggressive. <laughs> that was also mid quarantine. We're like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Besides talking I mean, to a computer for two hours. That was a good one, though. Fixing, fixing the world's problems, man. One step, one step at a time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but in our last episode, we talked about minimum wage, how um, a lot of the uh, lower earning jobs, you know, based around the minimum wage, are not really enough for people to survive off of, which kind of defeats the purpose of a minimum wage. Uh, we also talked about the uh, stigmas that face those roles, those jobs, you know, like working at McDonald's, um, just anything you can really think of that would fall under the minimum wage. We're not talking entry-level jobs. There are entry-level jobs that pay you well. We're talking about minimum wage where a lot of people look at it as, oh, that's what a teenager should be doing or nobody should be doing that as a career. When you really think about it, we need these jobs. So why shouldn't people seriously be able to live off of this if that's where their skill set places them? Or if they just don't want to do anything else? If somebody really wants to flip burgers every day and mop floors, I'm not saying they should have like every luxury in the world because I definitely wouldn't pay them the same as a doctor, but they should be able to exist. Like... They, they should be able to live and not, like, lose their house tomorrow if they miss a shift. I agree. But the problem is how do we do that? Because if it, what we discussed last time was that if you when you put a minimum wage, you basically put a floor for, for, for businesses to be like, mm-hmm. well, I guess this is what we're going to pay these, as you said, how you describe them. And everyone knows what the minimum wage jobs are. And yeah. so when the government puts that floor, in my opinion, I kind of look at it as a ceiling because they, they can all just look at each other, all these massive corporations, and look around and, and say, okay, this is our technically our floor, but we look at it as a ceiling because if we all charge the same, what, 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 what else are they going to do? So my idea, which I don't know if it would work, um, but we discussed about this on the last one, and then also off the podcast was um, what if we got rid of it? What if we took away that floor? So in my opinion, if you take away that floor, a lot of people think their first instinct is, well, then they'll just pay people a dollar or they'll just pay people $2. But you're kind of starting to see right now, post pandemic, people aren't willing to go and work. People aren't like, there's a labor shortage right now. Like the unemployment's still like somewhat high. Obviously not what it was like, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic, but it's higher than you know the historic lows that it was before the pandemic, but 
part of that is because people don't want to work. Another reason is because a lot of people are making more money off unemployment and um, not disability, but just unemployment and uh, what was the there's some other relief from from COVID. Um, they're making more mm-hmm. they're making more money from that than they were at their job, which is a problem. Um, whenever there's the reliance on the government, I'm not a huge fan and. I also see reliance on the government when they set that floor for the minimum wage. So m- when people talk about getting rid of the minimum wage, they're like, well, yeah, then they'll just charge a dollar. And then my response is, then people aren't going to work there. Yeah, you're going to work for a dollar? Like, who do you know is really going to work? People aren't working right now for seven twenty-five. Yeah. So what happens? Like, McDonald's drop? just increased their minimum wage, and they don't have to. Yeah. Of, yeah, a lot of companies. Because <laughs> they'll go out of business if they don't get people in the doors. Yeah. They're letting the market, and that, that's my, people look at the government to fix this problem, but people need to look at themselves and say, hey, what if we strike? That's the whole point of striking. Like, what if we yes. take ourselves out of the workforce, fucking run up some credit card debt Yeah. for I mean, a long-term a- solution until you force it, and, and then the counterpoint is, well, you know, to raise the minimum wage is like, well, then, you know, costs are going to go up for everyone. And it's like, kind of. So it's a circular motion. So mm-hmm. you you pay people this amount to keep goods at this price to make X amount of money to be able to pay your people X amount because they can only afford this amount because they only make this amount. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh no. I circle because you're only paying people because they like we have to keep products this low. Why? Because we need because we have we have to pay people first. We have to pay people this amount. Why? Because we need to charge this amount for this product. Why? Because people only make this much. Why? Because we only pay them this much. Why? You know, that's (laughs) that's the circle. Yeah, somebody's going to have to step in and figure out which part of this we're willing to sacrifice for a certain amount of time. For the long term, you know, and it and really, it is a circle, but it's like, it's like a wave going around this circle that would, like, where each part is peaking at different times, where people are making more money than a product costs, and so in order for uh, companies to make more money, they raise the cost of the product, and then because the product costs so much. You know, people expect to get paid more and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And and the circle continues. But what people want is that, no, this product needs to stay this exact same. You need to just figure out how to live on that much money so that I can keep living the life that I'm used to. That's not how change works. (laughs) No. Progress doesn't happen if we keep thinking of the good old days or how things used to be. Well, you can't. There's more people. It's a different environment. Everything's yeah. changed. So when you look at, I've said this a lot of times on the podcast, I look at the world as a sandbox. I also look at our monetary system as, which is what it is, there isn't a, a, a finite amount of money. We just Mm-mm. keep making more. We have to keep <laughs> making more because there's more and more people which need more and more resources, which means they want to get paid. Some you have to pay for those resources in order to keep these people alive. Mm-hmm. Which means you need to make more money, which is what we do. It's what we did during COVID. We just printed more. <laughs> just printed I'm more. waiting for the in- inflation spike. And if it, and it's happening somewhat right now, but it's not an inflation spike due to 
them injecting money into the monetary system, it's because there's a commodity shortage. So it's actually not inflation in the ordinary oh, yeah. sense. It's, it's, it's shortage. It, well, the demand's gone up, so things cost more. That's not inflation. Yeah. People are throwing on the term inflation right now. It's like, yeah, we're like 3 to 5%. That's not inflation. That's things costing more because we're at a commodity shortage right now because of COVID, because we shut down the world. Mm-hmm. That's not inflation. Inflation is when you just keep printing money and it loses its value, which the U.S. dollar really never has. It, 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 inflation has grown, but that's mm-hmm. just because there's more people, which means you need to put more money into the system in order to keep things afloat. It's not like in Venezuela when, uh, you know, their currency was worth nothing or, you know, in Germany, in World War II, like we're or pre was it pre World War One or pre World War Two, where like people were burning their money because it yeah. was it had more value it was yeah. kindling right yeah it was fresh off the Treaty of Versailles yeah right, right after World War One yeah and yeah it, no that, it, that's inflation we haven't really experienced that that's the counterpoint another counterpoint to raising the minimum wage or getting rid of whatever whatever your stance is just changing the status quo which mm-hmm. in my opinion we're eighteen months since COVID hit basically. It's 15, 16 months, and we're, how many was it, 7, 8 trillion just injected into the economy, printed money. Mm-hmm. We're all good. Besides the commodity shortage, shit basically costs the same. Dollar's still stable. Like, I, I, I don't know. When you, when you think about money for what it is, which all, that, that's what this all ties back to, when you think about it, I don't know if inflation is a real thing. Like we learn about it in school, but that is all like that's all like derived off the fact that we ascribe value to that money. No, well, yeah. I mean, I think you're very right. I don't think inflation or, you know, the economic waves that we're taught are actually at least not I will say they exist in places that actually have goods to offer like the rest of the world, mm. like where they have like heavy amounts of trade for like, like, like a country based in oil, like a country that has a ton of oil that trades like their oil with the rest of the world. If some other countries start approving like fracking laws and they start diving into their own sources and depositories of oil it does lessen the value of the oil that they have, thus lessening the power of their economy, their currency, because they got all their money from trade. Whereas we've had this conversation before, it's hard to really pinpoint where the value in America's dollar comes from unless you look at just the military might and the fact that if someone said, like, oh, no, we don't take U.S. dollars, We'd probably just go there and make them an extension of America. We just invade. It that that'd be it. Like we'd like size. We'd we'd pull another Iraq. Yeah. They got weapons yep. of mass destruction. What they got you. weapons. We're trying to protect the world. They'd, we'd lie, and they would. Yeah. They would go on. They would go. And on. then we'd erase them from we, the planet. Yeah, or just take which, over, like kind of like a and overthrow their leader, and then put a new yeah. one in that does take our dollar. Um, yeah, and so you know that's. That's where, at least, you know, tinfoil hat, that's where it looks like. I live with a tinfoil hat on my back. (laughs) 
That's what it looks like the value of our dollar comes from, and that's it, terrifying. That's but it way. also means that we can just print however much we want because everyone's going to take it. <laughs> yeah. Because that's such a bad way to put it. But it is. When these commodities go up in price because there's more demand and there's less supply, the only reason why that is is because there's a finite supply available. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense to me. Our dollar, we just print, or we just, like, we don't have to print it. Like, we just inject it into the banking system. It's all digital. Right? It's all digital. It's, it's digital now. You don't even have to carry any money around. America could literally make everybody millionaires tonight. And then we move to another country and wreck their economy because we, we're all just millionaires. Yeah, we take over. And what are you going to do? Are you going to say no to my money that you know is good because nobody's going to mess with this country? I think if it was instantly put in... So, so there's, an, like, there's an illusion that happens right now. Mm-hmm. Like if, 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 if the Fed literally just put money into our bank accounts, which they did, by the way, with the COVID. They definitely funds. did. Like, they literally just, yep. so technically, it's possible. Through the Not IRS, even technically, it's very possible. Yes. But I think it needs to be done through the illusion of lending. It needs to go through the banks in order for there not to be a mass panic. Because if there's a mass panic, like like you said, if you give every American a million dollars, there would be a mass panic, and then people would start to question it, which may cause, may, who knows what the military response would be. It may cause it to go down. So what you do is you just inject it into the banks, which they've, they've been doing, keeping interest rates brutally low. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, ne- I've never understood why the Fed charges interest, which is a, the Federal Reserve, which makes the money. They don't have any cost of capital. They just make mm-hmm. They say, here you go. And then they're like, but you need to pay it back to us at an interest for some godforsaken reason. Mm-hmm. So I think it needs to be done under the guise, which again, it's all, it's all how we've set it up. And it's, it's a game. All it is is a game. Mm-hmm. It needs to be done under the guise of lending where you would just inject it. You make interest rates go even lower than they are right now. And so you, more people can take out money for even less risk. And then, you know, eventually they might not pay them back like what happened in 2008. You just forgive them like you did the banks that failed. You just forgive the, the American, like <laughs> the, the mortgages that, that collapsed, which then collapsed the banks, which then caused the collapse of the economy, which then the, those banks then got bailed out by the people that were hurt by the banks for lending out the money. You got an idea. Maybe... You just keep interest rates low. You keep, and when they don't pay them back, which they won't because people are stupid, you just forgive them and you just print more money. It doesn't matter. Yep. But again, you, the reason that they can teach inflation and they can keep, teach this, that, and the other, these economic principles, are because they've set up the system to function like that even though it doesn't need to. Does that make sense? I'm getting a little yeah. woo-woo here with tinfoil hat theory, but like 2008 is a good example where you people were lending out like crazy people like literally could just you could walk into a bank and get a mortgage without showing like proof of income like it was chaos yeah and so when those people did that and then lo and behold oh shit i can't pay my mortgage because i don't have a fucking job then the bank has to default on a loan they can't pay the they can't pay that loan back and then there's a collapse on the banking system the financial system the Fed could then save that 
which instead of it coming from the American taxpayer, it could come from them and just inject it in. It's like, oh, no, you're, you're good. We'll just print more. Because, and then I'm like, well, yeah, but if they did that, then the, the value of the dollar would go up because everyone knows that you could just do that. Again, going back to the theory that Kenny mentioned, the only way that that's going to happen is if people stop accepting our dollar, they call us on our debt, or they lessen the value of our dollar. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Like <laughs> that's the, it. The bailouts in 2008 were a fraction of what these uh, COVID relief funds were. Mm-hmm. I want to say the bailouts in 2008 were like right around 800. Was it 800 billion? Does that sound right? It was nowhere close to the trillions of dollars that we just experienced. I think we're at seven. I think we're at seven to eight trillion. So basically, like a tenth of what we just injected had, for some reason, had to come from the American taxpayer, which is a fraud, in my opinion. That's theft. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't. I kind of derailed there. We're 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 off track from minimum wage, but. That ah, is what it is. But but it, but it yeah. comes down to the fundamentals. This is part of it. It comes down yeah. to the fundamentals, like how the financial system works when you're going to start messing with the financial system, like the minimum wage, which is something that's so integral to the financial system. That all goes back to the core, and it's how we've set it up, and the system doesn't need to function the way that it does. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why it still does is because of the history of money. Because what, And this is another... Like, there's a lot of tinfoil hat going on in this episode, but it just is what it is. Love it. There are very old, like generational and prominent families. Oh yeah. And societies in this country that thrive off of the fact that our system works the way it does. Yeah. And if we do change it, it's going to cause a lot of disruption in how they're able to live their life and succeed and do all this stuff. So does the system have to work this way for the greater good of everyone? No, it definitely doesn't. It could be better for the opportunity to appease the group of people that it does please who are in power or have some form of power because they are so prominent and have such great wealth. Yeah, it does need to work this way to appease them until something better comes along that they can take credit for and continue this level of promise or when everyone else decides, no, I'm sick of this. Like, just eat the rich and figure it out. (laughs) I think that's a fantastic point because that's what it functions around. So I think I mentioned in the previous episode that a lot of people understand, like, so a million dollars isn't that much. Like, no. we can all kind of agree. It's not that much money. Like, it's a lot of money, but it's not that much money in the grand scheme of things. You take in 2021, it is not a, not a lot of money. No, you put it into an S&P 500 index fund through Vanguard or whatever, whatever have you, that historically makes 10%. You're making 100 grand a year. That you can either you reinvest can off and make that. more the next year, or you could live off that. And so, But the only reason that that happens is because the market goes up by X percent because... People are con- making consuming products, driving the success. Like the 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 cog needs to turn in order for that to happen. Mm-hmm. The idea that I just proposed more than likely would cause that to grind to some sort of a screeching halt because it, it like it be it's tied to the stock market, which is. Uh, did we lose Kenny? Oh no. Well, I'm gonna keep talking and 
Maybe he'll come back. Um, the stock market is a graph of rich people's feelings. Kenny, are you back? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, my God. I was just about to go on a stock market rant, too. Yeah, no, I'm ready for that. Let's. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, please, please continue. I was so interested. I was, I was like, oh, wait, no. I was, so sh- I was so shook when it was gone. It just derailed my thought process. Um, but so, so the stock market is a graph of rich people's feelings. It's all tied to where people think things are going to go. So my idea that I proposed would cause that to explode, which would severely impact the people that you just mentioned, Kenny. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if we just become a straight up capitalist society and let things fail, which we, we do not live in that right now, that would be the other, that'd be the other way of doing it. Because I, I'm more your, your idea, your idea was to, is to like, you know, just, you know, Oh, you guys are doing bad. All right, let's just make more money. Nobody's going to say no to it. And it, I mean, it makes sense. And you know, you just, and then you just said that you're, or for this idea, which I, I know I already know you are, <laughs> and I'm the same way. If we're really going to be living in this way of life, let things fail. Yep. Like like but, really like really let things fail. We let people fail and, all the time. Oh yeah, we let we let the individual fail all the time. We we don't let enough we don't let enough businesses crash and burn and fail. We don't we don't let let enough corporations crash and burn like yes at we don't let enough corporations if, banks yeah. air, airport or airlines yep if we lived i could see like covid when it when it came to the airlines like maybe giving them some sort of lifeline just because that's such an in uh, a crazy um situation that they had no control over maybe they should have saved more but uh, re- regardless one, they provide a, 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 a necessary service to society. Um, mm-hmm. COVID's an unforeseen circumstance, but like, like I said, the banks in 2008, like they caused the crash. They caused mm-hmm. the crash that happened, and then they got bailed out. No, 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 no. If we truly did live in a capitalistic society, which we do not, American, America, America is not capitalist, and I will mm-hmm. debate anyone vigorously on that any day. We're pseudo-capitalistic. We're not socialist. We're not capitalist either. We, Bank of America would not exist right now. Yeah, Bank of America shouldn't exist. Uh, American Airlines, Delta. GM. I mean, because because here's here's the crazy thing. Uh, so if those airline like people are like, oh, but if those airlines fail, like we're not gonna be able to fly anywhere. We're not gonna be able to do anything. No, bro. There's other people who are wealthy who would literally step in and buy that company when it's at like its lowest, like dirt cheap. There's entire investment groups who would pool their money together to get in on the airline business. And then eventually they're going to fail again because something else is going to come up and eventually they're going to fail. That's how business works. That's just how things operate. Like if you open, What'd you say? A lot of people did that in COVID when shit hit the fan. A lot of people who had a lot of money saw that and they they just hoard their money into the stock market. Twenty twenty yeah. was like record breaking when it came to money pouring into the stock market. Everyone saw yeah. all these numbers were technically artificially low because everyone lost their minds when the pandemic hit, and they saw these numbers like that company is not worth that. It's just because people are freaking out right now, 
and they poured in billions and billions and billions of dollars. And then literally eight months later, the stock market was at an all-time high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, – bro. It's we, a joke, we, dude. It, it is a joke, but that that's why it blows my mind that, you know, people will look at the situation and be like, well, we need the airports or we need we need the airlines to run. I'm like, if you think for even a second that without the government stepping in that we wouldn't still have, like, these functioning, like, not even arguably one of the best businesses to own <laughs> because people will always be flying will always be traveling, will always be wanting to get somewhere the fastest way possible. But it's also one of the toughest. Like every it's, single every single airline's gone bankrupt besides Southwest. Oh yeah. It's oh it's no brutal because it's so by, expensive. Yeah. By no means is it, you know, perfect. But there's no business that's comes without risk. If I try to open up a burger joint right now, I've got to compete with everyone else that sells a burger. Yeah. If I open a like retail, like retail period, if you open retail anything, you are in one of the hardest industries and uh, businesses to actually get your foot in. Yeah, especially now post-COVID. Yeah, it's almost impossible. We, liter- we literally opened a store with no effort and no capital. No. Nope. That's ridiculous. Like, that, that That shows you how easy it is to get into. Re- but no but that's... that's but that's the point. Like you should be able, people should be able to get into business and be like, "I'm going to take this risk. I'm I'm going to take this risk." If you're going to take the risk of owning, running a giant business, would it hurt the economy if airline, if American Airlines was like, "Hey, we're about to uh, have to close up shop in like four months if we don't get investors." Yeah, because like there'd be a lot of people scared. They'd be looking for jobs. They'd be quitting. They'd be stealing stuff from the airport. Yada yada yada. But do you also think that they wouldn't be able to find investors? No, but that you know who that benefits. That benefits the people that already have the billions to invest. You know, so so I guess it's basically. Do you want it's to put cyclical trust, though? Do we want to put our trust in those people? Yeah, but like eventually you make so much and you can you can hedge your bet again and and take your money out and. When, when yeah, it's, and so, man, it's basically happening right now. But at least now it would be public, instead of this hidden behind, like, given once you're given through taxpayer dollars, which is just insane to me. Insane. That is, I'm not, I, I'm not for. I'm all for the government printing money and giving it to the business. Like, who cares? You can just print more. Um. That's why the taxpayer dollar whole thing, like, it just doesn't. The central banking system and, and when we need to pay for more services, which means mm. we need to tax people more for those services, is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. Yeah. When we have a system that's set up with an infinite source of money that is fake finite, it's not. We keep saying, we can print more. And then people are like, yeah. in order to pay for these services, we need to tax people more. I said, okay, so you're telling me Unlimited money. So I have my hands up right now so you can't see it. I said, so the, the needs of the people are here. And then the total people, total amount funding that is here. It's below the first one. <laughs> so in order to bridge that gap, we need to tax people money that they're 
they already made, which was based, you know, because everything's dead, which was already printed to them and they earned it through their time. We need mm-hmm. to take that away to then bridge that gap, even though you just told me that everything that both the needs and the total supply are technically infinite. Yes. <sighs> yep. Yeah. We did kind of derail, but I like the way the conversation went. I, well, because it all comes back to that, man. You it can does. debate minimum wage all day long. You can go, like, this would happen, this would happen, maybe, or address the, root the, of the problem. Yeah. We talk about gener- like like generational wealth. We talk about like wealth inequality. Why is that? Taxation yeah. will not fix generational wealth. No. No, it will it definitely won't. You need to provide resources, fucking capital to people who need it. But again, if you do that, it's a circle, man. I don't know how you break this loop. You're getting kind of frustrated now. I don't know how you break the loop from you need people in the capital, but in order to do that, it's going to negatively impact the people you said at the beginning of the podcast, which means that's why it hasn't changed. That's why I don't it's know not going to break this circle, you know? Yeah. The, re- the redistribution of wealth isn't going to occur because, unfortunately, these families are like slowly getting smaller and smaller and fewer and few. And they hide their are, money. And then they hide it. Yeah. They hide it. And. They put it everywhere else in the world except for here so that nobody can see it or touch it or do anything. And it's, it, it, is, it is frustrating because you, you look at, because we talked, I, I talked about the uh, distribution of wealth graph that I saw just looking at an article. And it's so scary that not even the top 10%, the top 1% of like, wealthy people are leaps and bounds above the next level of wealthy people. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not close. Yeah, like, they the, are, the 10 to 9% is, like, which is technically nine times as many people as the 1% mm-hmm. own way less. Capital. They don't touch them. They don't touch them. The 1% could leave this country... And take over a third world country just by destroying their economy because they are just worth more as a person. Oh, they could and prop it, up. They could start a third. They could just prop it up. They like, could, yeah, they could start go, a third man. world country too. Yeah. Zimbabwe, they, let's get this shit going. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do not give Jeff Bezos any ideas. He's going to Mars, bro. He doesn't, he's, him and Elon have tapped out of Earth. They're like, we've done everything here. Except start of their own country. Yes. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on board for your theory. Yeah. It's, it's scary. It's the ultimate ego trip. There's no reason why we should like be spending billions of dollars to go someplace else when like we could just save this. The country. only reason that... They, they want to race to go to this place and inhabit it and make it inhabitable for people is so that they can threaten the rest of this place. Space travel like, is glamorized because it's like, ooh, the infinite beyond, you know, we can be a multi-planetary species. Yeah. No. I'm like, maybe one day, how about we try our hardest to <laughs> save this one? Like, 
it's not like we can't it's not keep like this Mar- alive. If, if Mars was better than Earth, they're like, hey, we found this place. Like, we want to be multiplanetary. We found this place. You know, even if it wasn't like if it was half as good as Earth, Mars is Afghanistan with no air. Like, <laughs> like if the water on Mars made you like made us all um, able to reproduce just on our own, we could all have just create children and prosper and the ground just produced food yeah. and you could eat literally everything prosperous unlimited resources that nobody could really corral and make you pay for because it just exists in plenty everywhere oh yeah we should go even if it was half as good man it doesn't need to be as good if it was and i mean it is afghanistan with no air like we'd have to live in a boat like <laughs> There's no upside to this besides saying that we went to another planet. That is it. In my opinion, maybe I'm like negative, I don't know, or jaded, but that isn't a good enough reason to go to another planet, just to go. Like, no, that's not even a good enough reason to like go out like to a bar. Like we, we don't, we didn't colonize the moon. No. The moon sucks. The moon, the moon is basically like a rocky Afghanistan with no air. It's worse. It, it's got the even moon, less gravity. The moon is worse than Mars. <laughs> but like, so Mars, I don't understand the glamour appeal because in my opinion, it's just an ego trip. It's who can do it, who can go do it first so they can feed their own ego to say, hey, I did that no matter what it costs. That's yeah. what the moon was. The moon was just a big race. Yeah. Because if we're, if we're being real, if we're being real, there's no... And, you know, to play devil's advocate, there's no reason for exploration. You can't point to a reason for exploration. You know, like, I I will always talk bad about, like, people wanting to go to Mars. And and my main reason is because I know the first people to get there to actually colonize it are just going to prevent whoever they don't like from going there. And that's what makes me sick. Because here, you can't kick somebody off of Earth. You can't say, like, you can't be on Earth anymore. You can kill them, but, like, we've got laws against that in most places. But, like, you can't avoid people that you don't like here. The first group of people to colonize Mars can openly say, like, no, you guys can't come to Mars. And that's what bugs me. But you can't really point to a reason for exploration. People went to the moon because they wanted to. People went to the bot. People go as far. They haven't been to the bottom of the ocean, but they go as far as they can because they want to. They look at the molecules in and atoms and figure out black holes and gravity because they want to. It's it it's all just exploration and growth and change, but. Yeah, I don't know. That was just a little bit of devil's well, advocate. Yeah, like, we'll never find a reason for it. Yeah, which I'm all, all for. Um, we haven't even explored, like, most, like, a, what the, how much, like 70% of the ocean we haven't even explored yet. And we're like, nah, we're good. We're we can't go. get to it. Well, yeah. we should build better shit so we can get to it. Maybe there's some cool yeah. stuff down there. Like, we haven't even explored all of this place yet. And, and then another part of me, like, because they're like, no, this is the, the, the purpose of human life is to become multiplanetary. One, it's infinite. Mm-hmm. Two, maybe, just throwing this out there, maybe the whole point of human existence 
is for us just to experience the human experience. Basically, provide enough for ourselves to survive. That's first, mm-hmm. is to survive, obviously. And then after that, just enjoy the human experience. Enjoy being around other humans. Like, what, yeah. what, what if that's it? it? The whole point is for our, basically our souls, if you can call it that, to experience the human experience. That's it. Yeah. It it makes more sense that we put more effort and energy into understanding the world and in, in as much of its capability as we can in, as we can in the short amount of time that we have here. But you know, it it, it just sucks, bro. I mean, we we're dealing with people who have senses of ego and greed and I'm I'm the same way. I mean, I'm I'm not even going to lie. Like there's like I I've told you before about, you know, the different projects that I like to work on and I'm not doing it so that I'm not doing it for the sole reason of you know, making everything else better. It it comes from and a place of ego because to even think that you're capable of doing something like this that is incredible. It, it, it's, it's nuts because to even be the Jeff Bezos type person to say like, I could probably go to Mars. Mm-hmm. I could go, I could go to space. I am not a trained astronaut, but me and my brother have always wanted to go to space and I have enough money and resources to do this within a reasonable level of safety. I'm going to do it. It takes so much ego. It it even takes ego to walk outside and believe that you'll get home safely if you're not religious and have faith. Because, and either way, like, that can also be kind of, that's a different conversation. But, like, like you walk outside and believe that you're going to come home okay. Yep, it, good. It takes ego. That's, that's not safe. It's safer inside. <laughs> it's all the different levels. And there's a whole other thing. We're spending billions to go to this place that sucks. Meanwhile, there's people here who don't have food. (laughs) That's not funny, but like, jeez. Well, it's so ridiculous that it's funny. I mean, it's so... It is? The glamorization of we need to spend tens, hundreds of billions of dollars to go someplace else. That isn't better. Again, if it was better, I'd be like, okay, then it could benefit humanity. I'm all for benefiting humanity. We've been, you know, even had been a, a benefit. That's been a theme <laughs> of this podcast. It's like we're trying to get better. Yeah. Us going to Mars is not us getting better. There's not even one benefit to it. It's like, just not to even... say that we did. Yeah. Like, we could take that money. There's people who don't clean. There's billions of people who don't have clean water. There's billions of people who are hungry. Like. Three billion people a day make less than a dollar a day. And Jeff Bezos is like, hey, we're going to get my rocket. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That is, like, heart-wrenching yeah. to me. Yeah. If you think yeah. otherwise, you're listening to this, please let me know. I'd love to hear your, when it comes to this whole space travel. Um, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. It would definitely be interesting to hear some more perspectives I think that's the that's the one thing about us having conversations is it can sometimes uh, turn into a, a small bit of an echo chamber 
Yeah. Because we both do think very similarly when it comes to these different topics. We might address it differently. Right. But at a certain point, we both kind of sit back and are just like, what are we doing? Like, wait, what, 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 are, what are we really doing? What's, what's going on here? Almost most other things in our society are set up to benefit people. Even down to, like, fast food, man. It's not good for you, but it's keeping you somewhat alive because there's food. It's not the best way. Yep. It is essentially killing you, but, it, uh, you know, almost everything else that eat. we do is benefiting yeah. humans. Like, that is how we've set it up. Mm-hmm. I think it's a relatively okay system. With space travel, it's like, who does this benefit? A couple people. ones who are going to go. ones who say that they did it. That's it. Yeah, the very exclusive club of people who would say that they did it, or the even more exclusive group of people who can say that they led this whole situation, or right. the even more exclusive people who can say that they paid for the whole thing. Like, it, that's it. Me. Yep. Like, yeah. You, for, you know that space trip? Thanks for that was me. My thanks, pockets. Thanks for... <laughs> Shoes on my feet. I bought them. Shoes on my feet. I bought them. <laughs> Name on that ship. I bought it. <laughs> Bezos. Yeah. This space trip is brought to you by Target. <laughs> so speaking of Bezos, so I've been obsessed this week with the new uh, Bo Burnham special. Um, and there's mm. a song in there about Jeffrey Bezos. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, it's called Inside. It's on Netflix. It is incredible. Um, it's better if like you've watched some of his his other ones. Like if you know who Bo, Bo Burnham is, and, like kind of like see his progression. But um, on a lighter note, but it isn't a light special. But on a lighter note, I've been obsessed with it. It's awesome. I love it. So stuff like that nice. exists. Things aren't all bad. Yeah, In the Heights just came out on HBO Max. I'm about to watch that. It's a Lin-Manuel Miranda play turned into a movie. Ooh, nice. And Ooh. I am super excited. The New Conjuring came out on HBO Max, too. I saw that. How I was actually it? Went to the, I went to the theaters and saw that. How was it in the theaters? Do you want my honest opinion? Was it garbage? <laughs> it wasn't one of the best Conjurings. I laughed, like, the majority of the time. And I will say this. That ending did not feel uh satisfying it really and anyone who's seen the movie and even people who haven't this might like intrigue you to go watch it i don't know about anybody else it did not feel like the end of that movie had anything to do with demons or anything that was going on it felt like that movie just had to do with the ending of that movie just had to do with white privilege bro (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Was it like a political statement? No. Um, I don't want to spoil this movie. Yeah, because I do kind of want to see it. Yeah. But uh, but the premise of it, the premise of the movie, I can say, um, a kid is haunted by a demon and uh, kills somebody. And then they take him to jail. And the two main characters, Lorraine and uh, the priest guy um they are uh brought in to try and uh help him by proving that he was possessed when he killed this person to help his case because the lawyer says hey 
uh, this part, like, like, they're pushing for the chair. Like, you have to either prove that he was possessed or, like, they're going to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And then you can watch the rest of the movie and figure out how it goes. But, yeah, I also saw Saw, the Spiral, uh, I saw Spiral, the Saw movie. How was that? That one was actually good. And I only ruined it for myself because in the first five minutes, I figured out who did it. <laughs> oh, so not as fun. Yeah, but it, no, it was still fun to watch. Like, I like the Saw series just because of the creativity and the way that they address certain, like, real political issues. Because in Spiral, they address the uh, corruption in the police force, that, of the local police force in that area. And the, um, the killer of that episode is trying to expose and in some cases punish the corrupt cops that are in the area that are in that uh that are in that precinct and so it's it's a it's a narrative that was very uh current and their approach to how they address different types of corruption in the precinct was really interesting you know, just the way that only Saw can do it. Right. That is interesting. Yeah. Good movie, though. A little bit of a lighter note to end uh, a not-so-light podcast. Yeah, we sent it. Like, we, we thought that we were just derailing. We took the train off the tracks, drove it off a cliff, into the ocean, said hi to Nemo, came back up into space. <laughs> Hated Mars for a while, and then because, landed because back sucks. in AMC. No, we're naming this episode AMC to the Moon. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is perfect. All right. Well, in classic fashion, I'm so happy we're back to recording. We're, we're going to be, we, we got a lot of fun stuff lined up. Mm-hmm. This, this was a good one. I liked it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you taking the time. We love you all. You know, as negative as we sometimes get, this is still a beautiful world. It's just as good as we say it is bad. Dude, <laughs> oh, I was driving around Scottsdale on my way home from work today, and I was like, damn, this is what it's all. It's, like I said at, at the end of my rant, was maybe it's just to experience the human experience. Once you tap into that, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place. Yeah. And with that, we weren't these guys before. We are now. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.